It is time now, pre-game salutations. And of course, that means joining us is John, Coach Sal Salavantis. Coach, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing good, Steve. How about you and Andy? Hey, we're both doing well. Uh, boy, you know, we're taking a look at uh, our monitors here and we see fans gathered in the concourses, not allowed into their seats, uh, players not on the field for warm-up. And this happened, do you remember August, what, the 3rd, 2016, when this happened before against Winnipeg when Hamilton was in town? You know, I, I can't remember the exact uh, date of, of when we did that. You, you mentioned that date. Uh, I remember that uh, Wade uh, Miller the uh, CEO of, of the uh, Winnipeg Club, kept uh, saying we're going to be able to get the game in, we're going to get it in. I think we kicked the ball off at 11 o'clock that night, uh, Winnipeg time, and, and didn't finish the game until like 2 a.m. Uh, uh, after all the lightning delays and rain delays, etc. But I do remember the game, but I don't remember the date. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the date, August 3rd, 2016. Uh, you must have had a few, a few of these games in your in your time. Do you, do any of them stand out to you uh, right now? Yeah, the the one that really stood out to me. Well, actually, there were two that stood out, uh, Steve. Uh, when we had the uh, uh, U.S. Uh, games, when we were in Shreveport, uh, Louisiana, we played in a monsoon down there. And we played in a, in a windstorm that actually they emptied the press box because the press box was rocking so hard that, that uh, they were afraid that the thing would come down. And I remember the, the, uh, the big side uh, on our sideline, we were on a track, and the uh, track flooded, and the big box that they carry all of the medical supplies in floated down along that, that track. That was one of them that, that was really uh, an interesting one. The other one happened in Saskatchewan. I can't remember. It was, uh, it was uh, in 89. We were playing against Saskatchewan, and uh, uh, Garney Henley was in the press box, and I was on the field. In those days, they had the headsets tied to the box on the, on the ground. And the water and rain came down so hard that it flooded that box. And I remember telling Garney, I said, Garney, I'm going to get off this headset because the wire is wrapping around my leg and I'm getting a little bit nervous. So those were the two, Steve, that I do remember. <laughs> uh, Coach, it's a, a Andy here. I do remember one uh, when I was playing um, for Saskatchewan, actually, in 2007, we had a game where we were down by, I think, two scores in the fourth quarter to Edmonton. It was about an hour and a half delay. And we went in, and then when we came back, sure enough, I don't think any of the fans left. A lot of them had actually taken off their jerseys, uh, you know, shirtless out there in the rain and just going nuts. And we turned it around and ended up winning that game and went on to, uh, went on to win the Grey Cup that year and go on a run. So... Uh, those rain games could be a lot of fun for the for the fans and and the players. Um, however, what kind of stresses do you find that it has on the coaches and players during the actual delay? Well, you know, uh, go back to that game that we were talking about, the August game in in uh, Winnipeg. What Winnipeg did is they brought sandwiches in for their players after the uh, two or two and a half hour delay. And you know, as a pregame, you eat three to four hours prior to the game. 
Well, by the time uh, you, you got to that point of, of no gain, everyone was hungry. And I remember distinctly that Winnipeg fed their guys in the locker room. Hamilton was not in a position where they could do that. And so those players had gone something like seven hours, eight hours uh, prior to uh, having eaten. And, and that, uh, that can affect a player's uh, ability to play. Yeah, I think the comfortability of, of being in your home stadium and you're having your resources, your locker room, uh, and, of course, access to food would be helpful. Uh, in, that, in that game, that, the Hamilton-Winnipeg game, now I, re- I remember we were, you know, we were loose. We were trying to – that was our philosophy, stay loose. We were playing cards, playing little games. We, you know, we, we undressed our shoulder pads. Uh, where I remember seeing the monitor of the Winnipeg team was kind of sitting there a little more serious and, uh, and focused. And that time it uh, certainly worked out for them. But what, what, what's your thought on stay loose or, or, uh, or, or kind of just stay focused? Well, you know, Andy, every player has to approach the game in his own way. You know that as a player. Some guys like to warm up three hours prior to the game. Other guys like to get there just in time to get dressed. So that part of it uh, plays into it. You, you can't say we're going to sit here solemnly and, and uh, focus on the game because some of the players are, are unable to do that. Some guys are listening to music. Other guys, I remember uh, Banks being out in, in the uh, hallway dancing along with the music in, in the stadium uh, on that particular night. So it, it's very difficult for the coach to turn around and say, this is what we're going to do. All he can say is, look, we're in a delay. Keep yourself in a mental state of mind in which you're going to be able to play when they blow the whistle and, and let it go at that. Uh, coach, in the first week, Hamilton's uh, offensive line gave up eight sacks. Uh, last week against Calgary, it was just uh, the one sack. Obviously, when you look at the statistics, that's uh, a marked improvement. What did you see that the Ticats uh, did or changed or tweaked to make uh, their offensive line a lot more effective against Calgary? Well, I, I thought uh, the addition of Riley at, at the left tackle was a big help. And then Vaughn Call going over to the uh, right guard spot uh, helped that situation out. So, you know, team-wise, uh, they had, they had uh, maybe a little stronger uh, setup going for them. And, of course, uh, in tonight's ballgame, I understand Revenberg is out of that ball game, so that creates a, a change in that line where you're going to have Okafer come in and play that uh, split side guard position. And of course, Gibbon now has one game under his belt at center this year, and he'll be backed up by Andrew Pickett, who has not even played. But to answer your question uh, uh, positively, uh, in the Saskatchewan game, the old line was embarrassed. And when you embarrass a group of players, that group of players will get together and form one that says, we are not going to let that happen to us again. And they'll come out much stronger, which they did in the Calgary game. Coach, going back to last week, there was a lot of talk. You know, we talked a lot about the turnovers and how they affected the, uh, the ability to, to maintain that, that lead, early lead. Uh, what went wrong in your books that maybe wasn't so obvious uh, to to just the average viewer or listener. Are, are you talking about the turnovers on Hamilton's side? 
I'm talking about uh, just the the how the game flipped and they lost their 24 point lead and Calgary slowly crawled back into the game and uh, and ended up winning. Yeah, and and so you know I go back to uh, when we were in position to kick a field goal and decided to go on uh, a third down and two uh, instead of kicking that field goal and. Uh, I, I remarked at the time, you know, that, that as a coach, you can only make one decision at a time. And the decision was that we were going to go for it uh, in that particular case. Now, whether that's a good decision or a poor decision depends on the outcome. And the outcome was, was, was such that I thought that things kind of went downhill uh, shortly after that. But, uh, you know, in, in the uh, ensuing weeks, the two weeks that uh, games have been played, there's been an average of five turnovers per game. Now, you know, you can't turn the ball over to Calaris and give him an extra possession because if you give him extra possessions, uh, you, you're putting yourself behind the eight ball. So we talked about the philosophy with the win last week. What about your uh, philosophy as a coach with the rain? What are you teaching, telling the players, or how does your mindset change when you're coaching a game, calling a game? Well, you talked about it, Andy, early on with ball security. That's number one priority. You've got to be able to handle the football, and you've got to be able to keep the ball uh, from, from being fumbled. Once you've made whatever yardage you can make, don't be afraid to go to the ground. If you're a receiver and you catch the ball on the outside, maybe the sideline is your friend if you've already got the first down and take the ball you know, out of bounds rather than trying to struggle and, and get a couple of extra yards. And with the quarterback, if we go back to the game against Calgary, remember when Dane Evans fumbled the ball uh, on a quarterback sneak? You know, you do not extend the football in the middle of the field. You extend the ball only on the goal line where you've got an opportunity to score. If you're in the middle of the field, go for ball security. If they stop you, they stop you. But don't stretch the ball out and have it taken away from you. Coach, giving all our young coaches and, and uh, players some lessons here. Um, how important is it to pressure uh, the quarterback, and how do you get to, to Zach tonight? This offensive line hasn't given up a sack yet in two games. They have been together for, for I don't know how long. It seems like forever, and uh, very, very strong offensive line. So how do you get to Zach, and how important it is to to sack him or to get some pressure? Well, I, to me, Andy, this game will be won or lost at the line of scrimmage. Now, Winnipeg's not going to not going to respect the run game until the Cats prove them wrong. So the pass rush on the, uh, on the Hamilton side is very, very important. We're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. And if you have to go uh, with blitz situations, now you're opening yourself up to the hot read and the hot ball, and you're opening yourself up to maybe some one-on-one -on -one situations which Kolaris can take care of. Remember, Kolaris will run. His coaches don't want him to run, but he will run with the football, and he's very elusive in getting out of the pocket. And when he extends plays is when he's most dangerous. So I really think what the Cats have to do, the front four have to be responsible for getting that pass rush and keeping Kolaris inside that pocket, not allowing him to get out. So the rush lanes are very important in this game. 
All right, uh, Coach uh, John Sal Salavanis joining us here. Um, I, I was talking to Andy just a little bit uh, earlier. This doesn't strike me as a 2-0 game team versus an 0-2 uh, team. I think these teams are a lot closer than, than people think. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I think at the end of the night we'll know the answer to that. But uh, I really believe that, that Hamilton's got to be able to finish and play all four quarters if they think they're going to win uh, in Winnipeg. Coach Sal, uh, thanks a lot for joining us for pregame salutations and uh, enjoy the game this evening. I will. Good luck to you, Steve.